0: good afternoon good afternoon and welcome to ahead of the crypto curve where we are creating satoshi millionaires one day at a time one family at a time one Bitcoin at a time, one Satoshi at a time. And ladies and gentlemen, that means you. I am your host, Naja Roberts, and it is my mission in life to lead my people out of financial slavery. Today is October the 12th and the crypto conversation could not be more pointed today because there is so much going on as we look at how Washington DC is starting to crack down on crypto we are looking at conversations and watching memorandums about these four-letter organizations as well as the three-letter organizations fighting over who is actually going to police the cryptocurrencies and the different types of cryptocurrencies. And uh, one of the individuals actually said, cryptocurrency is unlikely to replace traditional money. And that's the Fed's Uh, his bar is saying that and so um, it's just really interesting to see how many people are scrambling right now to really get cryptocurrency under control get it regulated I know our president put out an executive order and pretty much demanded all of our three and four letter organizations to figure out what's what and who needs to police what so we're talking SEC FTC I just all these organizations, but they're all clamoring over where they fit in and how each one of these cryptocurrencies is is created and so with bitcoin being a commodity we know that we're going to look at the commodities trade commission is going to be dealing with that um, but a lot of these other cryptocurrencies and a lot of these NFTs ladies and gentlemen have still yet to be determined if they are calling them securities and if they start calling them securities that means they're going to be going after the creators for actually uh, um, uh, offering these securities to the community. And so it's going to get sticky from what I can see. Um, But I will always say that Bitcoin is safe, just like in baseball, when you're running around the bases and you get to the home plate before the person with the ball, you're safe. Uh, That's why I like Bitcoin so much, because I can take a deep breath and be safe and not have to worry about all the other extenuating circumstances around the different cryptocurrencies. So... That being said, I am going to jump into our cryptocurrency quote for the day. And it says, Bitcoin is exciting because it shows how cheap it can be. Bitcoin is better than currency for large transactions. Currency can get pretty Inconvenient, and that's Bill Gates that actually said that. And um, just to tell you, I'm always trying to make sure that you get a real life story as to how easy transactions can be once you get into the cryptocurrency. Uh, ecosystem. So we had a client yesterday, I believe it was yesterday, uh, that sent over $200,000 because they want to get into Bitcoin and they're doing some investing and some other things that they need to do with Bitcoin specifically and um, to get it out of their bank to get their own money out of the bank, they had to answer, of course, all the questions. How long have you known this company? Where did you get your account number from? Who are you sending it to? Are you sure it's not a scam? And then even after the wire was supposedly sent, they still received um, a call from the bank, and the bank had not yet sent the wire because they wanted to double, triple check that this individual who actually walked into the bank was really wanting and had full intentions to send that $200,000 out. Of the bank. So why is that? Because they hate to see this money leaving an account. Now this money has probably been sitting there for years getting 21 cent every single month if they're getting that on that $200,000. And um, it's just sitting there. And so this couple decided they wanted to do something to, to, to get, get some interest on their hard earned money and to really get what what they're deserving of. And that's, you know, two to 3% interest, uh, 1% interest, you know, we got to look to do better. Like things are so changing. And if I could just get Everyone to really open their eyes and see how much things are changing, I think it would make it easier for our community. I was listening to Lynn just a few minutes ago and she was talking to the young lady who had moved uh, to better her situation or she moved and I have moved as well and I made a big move and I understand that in times such as this, we have got to make Massive moves. We have got to turn a really a blind eye to what we're used to doing or the things that we're used to knowing and the things that we have been so secure in in the past and understand that it is time to do something totally different in order to get totally different. Um, results and that's just the bottom line and so when we come forward After uh, we get into, before we get into some of these cryptocurrency conversations, I'm gonna tell you just how far Najee Roberts has gone as far as making changes lifestyle. Um, And it's not about having a bigger or better house. It's about making sure that my family is able to weather what is about to transpire in our country. So with that, when we come. Come forward. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
1: In a moment, moment. more with with Naja Roberts as we get ahead of the crypto curve on KBLA Talk 1580. You're listening to Ahead of the Crypto Crypto Curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA Talk 1580.
0: All right. Welcome forward. So I'm one of those people that literally try everything before i share any information with anyone about any product or service and i just believe that's the way that it should be and with that this entire digital financial revolution tour we have been talking about self-sovereignty self-sovereignty with our money which is with bitcoin so we hold it in our own private individual wallets and that's what it's designed to do we talked about self-sovereignty with food now whether i chose to do this or whether the most high thrust me into this situation i have begun the self-sovereignty with food and how am i doing that what am i doing what steps am i taking to make sure that i am self-sovereign with food that i'm able to feed my family whether or not the grocery store has the things that we need now one of the things that i will say uh is i said that we moved we definitely moved to a different neighborhood different community Um, And it was in an effort to really make sure that we're saving money where it really counts or when it really counts. And, you know, a lot of times uh, we have always looked to I I, I used I think back to that term, my grandmother and grandfather used to used to say, keeping up with the Joneses. Uh, people were always trying to keep up with the Joneses. They want the best car. They want they want to look better than their neighbors. They want to do all of these things. And so um, we just decided, you know what? We need to go for the most economical place that we can live in, in the city, uh, where we can still get back and forth as quick as we need to and really take care of our family and be in a place where if all mayhem or anything happens, you know, that we can be safe and secure and and we're doing that and we're working on that slowly. Uh, But what I am noticing where I moved to that there is an overabundance of supplies. Um, Unlike being in the city where when you go into stores, you know, Shelves are stocked, but they're not stocked like they're stocked out here. Um, and I'm just noticing the same changes that I've always known that have been there. But of course, when you don't live in certain areas and you don't really pay attention on another level, you know, my eyes are wide open. They're definitely not wide shut, but I am really paying attention to the small things, and I'm understanding uh, just how politically incorrect things are as it relates to goods, services, um, supplies, and all of those things. I am in a place right now, and I've been, again, I've been here before. I grew up in Watts, but was bused to the San Fernando Valley and I understood really early from kindergarten the disparities the, how parents could have the same exact jobs but have a totally different experience as it relates to house notes etc but what I'm realizing again in my older age is you know there is a higher standard that is held to different areas it's, I mean it's just no other way to explain it there is in these stores that we're visiting, if there's more than two people in line, in, that are in line, they are literally breaking their necks to get to a register to make sure that a register is open so that they don't inconvenience anybody. And then when I'm in the city, the line can be almost outside the door and everybody's taking their time. Nobody really cares uh, if people are in line 30, 40 minutes. It's just just the things that are happening. I'm watching how they're ousting most of the cashiers and they're doing a lot of self-service and, and pushing everybody to self-service. And again, just looking at the differences, uh, there's so many Registers open. They're self serve as well, but they're not pushing you to that. They're making sure that you get the customer service that you deserve. And so there is a huge difference. Um, and I realized that as this recession deepens, as we get a little thicker into this, There are gonna be truckloads of foods, goods, services that are delivered to certain neighborhoods that won't be going to others. And we already know this. So what are you doing to prepare? So what am I doing to prepare? Um, I actually went and started getting myself together so that i can actually get agricultural licenses so that i can grow my own fruits and vegetables and uh take advantage of some of the things that they have for new farmers um i am not going to be a full-time farmer but i am definitely going to make sure that we have enough fruits and vegetables to be able to uh, maintain in the event that there is a food supply shortage. And that's one of the things that we have been talking about. I got on offer up in the last couple of days and found myself a meat dehydrator. And why are we doing that? We've been talking about self sovereignty, we've been talking about the fact that we need to have food. That is either put in the freezer or on the shelf that's preserved that we can use in the event that something happens. And how do we do that with the best quality milk meat? Not milk, but meat. Um, And so I've researched a couple of places that have grass-fed beef and the right chickens and the right turkeys and no hormones and some of these other things that are causing cancer. And I have never uh, been a witness to and seen so many dialysis centers. I'm just... um, something's going wrong and so again I hate to be the doom and gloom but when we're talking about money and access to things and and really having to spend our money on our health at the end of the day because we haven't eaten properly and we haven't done all the things that we need to do to self safeguard our families there it's time ladies and gentlemen the time is here we're we're right here right now to start making some massive decisions and so yes you may pay just a tad bit more for your meat, but it's healthier for you. Uh, I didn't even eat beef before this month, uh, or last month. I say last month because I started uh, doing some things. I'm I'm happy and proud to say I'm on the carnivore diet, and this carnivore diet has been doing fabulously for me. I actually have lost about 21 pounds, and uh, never even liked the texture of beef or Or goat, or any of those things, lamb, not goat, but lamb. (laughs) Um, And I did eat chicken, fish, and turkey, and so all of those things are permissible on the carnivore diet. And I just decided, hey, I need to do something for my health, do something a little bit different um, than what I've heard over the years. And going vegetarian and all the things that I've been trying have really put a lot of weight on. And so I just decided to do that. But the self-sovereignty piece as it relates to this meat is me sitting back, really doing the research as to what types of meat we need wild caught salmon as opposed to farm raised there's just so many it tastes different i mean totally different and so we've started on this path for our family and so i've also started to learn exactly what portions of the salmon that i need to dry out to be able to have my uh, salmon jerky and how I can preserve it and how it lasts for about a year or two and so we're gonna just really start stocking up and making sure that we're good in the event that something happens and all the all the signs point towards a food shortage and so we're going to make sure that um we're starting really small and really understanding things and doing things a little bit at a time so i'm gonna actually uh turn this into something that i can share with the community because i'm going to be doing some uh crypto cooking Thanks to one of our fabulous minds that suggested, hey, maybe you need to do some kind of cooking show and talk about some of the things that you're doing and some of the products and stuff that you're utilizing to make this happen for your family. And I think it's a great idea. And so we're going to do that. So I've already made those types of moves and you've got to do a little bit at a time. Everything that you do towards self-sovereignty is... Is absolutely uh, enough just a little bit at a time is what I'm suggesting and so as I decided on this move that we made I thought about the fact that if I'm going to be doing a cooking show and I'm going to be talking about self-sovereignty as far as food is concerned as far as money is concerned with Bitcoin I need to take an take and make an investment in not just um my wealth but also in my health because i believe that the health is the greatest part of your wealth and then one of the other things i decided in this move was hey i need a kitchen that I can feel comfortable filming in and doing some of those things and as we look at different streams of income uh, mine is going to be all centered around cryptocurrency because that's what I do but it still is a testament that uh, all things work together when you're when you're really meticulously trying to think things out and making decisions that are best for your family and sometimes it's not popular, you know, when we first got here, the kids were like, why do we have to leave our school? Why do we have to move? Why do we have to do this? Why do we have to do this? And now they are coming home every day just thankful that they got an opportunity to see something different to be a part of a change and i'm getting things on my desk from the children that are absolutely rewarding now mind you i'm not the black lives matter person but lately because of where we are and and they're starting to understand um, the different elements that are going on in the world, the different climates, even the seven-year-old and the eight-year-old are starting to see that there are some differences. And uh, differences that we don't, we we talk about them in our house. And so, um, but yesterday coming home, uh, they were feeling really good to To know that black lives matter and that money matters and that they are excited about the fact that they understand Bitcoin and that they can make choices and that they will have choices in the future because when they go off to college, they won't have to worry about. Uh, having student loan debt or anything like that because they're investing right now in Bitcoin and every chance they get they're talking about putting away a couple of Satoshis here and there and it's just a really rewarding thing to see the whole entire family embracing cryptocurrency in the way that we have and this little crypto bunch that we have Uh, You all will start to see more of them as we start to get more active in this space. This crypto winter has really been an opportunity for us to buckle down and really figure out what's most important and how to diversify in Bitcoin. And while things are relatively the same, we're just going to continue to grind away. And I will tell you, ladies and gentlemen, I have never in my financial services life had the types of returns and the things that are happening, the opportunities that are happening in this space happen. It is just every day there's something new, every day there's something great, and every day there is a new possibility, as opposed to the opposite side of the spectrum is when I'm sitting there wondering, what am I going to do? How in the world am I going to make this happen? How am I going to come up with this? How am I going to do this? And really, to be quite honest, this is the first time in my life I've had the feeling of security, the feeling of um, just being able to do what I want when I want but not because I'm spending money, because I have the option to if I need to or not. And I'm just going to keep it more 100. This is the first time in my life that I've gone shopping and done different things and not being worried about the price of goods. And I know we should because we are we should be frugal, and I am very frugal. I'm not buying shoes and purses and things of that sort. But I'm saying that because uh, I've been in financial Advising for a long time and I've really had to watch and pinch pennies around the fact that we had kids in college and things of that sort and, and And This has just really changed the game for me. It's changed the game for my family And I'm really really excited for how it can change the game for you as well And I was on a call yesterday with Mr.. with Dr. George Frazier And a couple of other individuals that I hold high esteem for. And just to see the calm in their face because they're now in the cryptocurrency space, just to hear their stories is so refreshing. When we come forward after news, traffic, and sports, we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation with your farmer, (laughs) your new farmer, Naja Roberts. This is KBLA Talk 1580.
1: What is your quarrel with the world? Now celebrating one year of not just talking. This is KBLA Talk 1580. This is KBLA Talk 1580, where hate loses and love wins.
0: All right, welcome forward. So as I was digging, looking into things, I found a study that actually says that a new survey shows that a significant swath of the population do not understand or trust cryptocurrency still today so you are very early in this space and there's a lot of people that need a lot of education and really just trying to figure this thing out and so i'm excited about you being here today So, we're going to jump into the cryptocurrency conversation. In the last 24 hours, Bitcoin has traded as high as 19,200 and as low as 18,900. Bitcoin is up 0.3% in the past 24 hours and is down 6.3% in the past seven days. Weak sentiments are clouding the global markets. Again, we're talking about macro, not micro. The global markets have weak sentiments. The cryptocurrency markets continue as weak sentiments. The SEC launches investigation into Board 8 Lock Yacht Club. So, that's the company that came out with those monkey-looking characters, and they were selling the NFTs. So the SEC launches an investigation into Board Apes Yacht Club creator, yo Yuga Labs. That's what they're called, Yuga Labs. Google partners with Coinbase, which we talked about yesterday, to accept crypto for cloud services. The U.S. Treasury. Find Bittrex 53 million for violating federal sanctions, and so that's a big deal. That is a really big deal. So, on the micro, the equities, and commodities, um, the United States markets are really. Ah, uh, teetering right now, ladies and gentlemen. We They're down again for the fifth consecutive session. As Jamie Dimon says, that the equity market has room to drop another 20%. The Bank of England warned fund managers to wind up positions before the central bank halts its support to the market. That's pretty scary, Intel is planning thousands of job cuts as the market fell by 20% last quarter, while Nissan Nissan, is joining Toyota and completely pulling out of Russia. So that is going to be interesting as well. And again, that's just the things that are happening on the macro. And um, in the DeFi, the altcoin watch, Solana's down 2%. Shiba Inu is up 1.6%. ADA is down 0.5%. And ENJ Engine is 0.5% up in the last 24 hours. And there's a whole lot of stuff that caught my attention. Um, But we needed to just really figure out what we want to talk about but the first spot etf uh, or etp is launched in dubai so ladies and gentlemen dubai has a lot of money those individuals are over there and etp stands for exchange traded product and they are in the middle east making some things happen with bitcoin backed exchanges And so it is physically backed because they have so much money over there. They can have Bitcoin and they can keep it on the shelf and then they can do this spot Bitcoin ETP. Um, And so that is what they're doing. And everyone is watching to see how this goes. But again, they have so much money over there. It's not hard to believe that they have an actual uh, exchange-traded product that they keep the Bitcoin in a wallet and it's always liquid it's always available because they can do that in fact I am going to be going over there pitching my company to them because they have the money to do kind of whatever they want to do but that's just what they're doing in in Dubai And then uh, Bitcoin Magazine did an article that I'll probably talk about sometime soon, but they just did an article, and it just basically says, can Bitcoin fix an American decline? And so, you know, a lot of the things that are happening in and around our world are because folks are feeling as though America is on a decline and that they're particular nationality may be on a decline and so there's a lot of different things going on behind the scenes uh, That, and I don't think Bitcoin will fix that in fact I think Bitcoin will uh, cause other individuals that don't normally have access to capital and have access to Uh, being on the top rails as opposed to the bottom rails they're going to have access to being and doing whatever they want to do and I think Bitcoin is just an incredible tool to help us finally uh, get where we need to get in this country and so um, they're talking about that in Bitcoin magazine, but a lot of it has to do with some of the things we've been hearing about these individuals feeling like their race is, is obsolete and that they're the minorities and they're not getting, um, there's not enough recycling going on for them. And so they're looking to go after us and several other nationalities. Um, and so it it's a real conversation in the Bitcoin space because there's not a lot of African Americans in this space, and there's not a lot of people that are willing to speak up against uh, some of the things that are being said. Uh, just like what's happening in city council right now in in Los Angeles here, um, where people are having to resign for, for Derogatory things or derogatory marks, remarks that are being made. Uh, there are derogatory marks that are being made in the cryptocurrency space, and there's no real person standing up for those things other than myself and a couple of couple of us. Uh, but but there's not many of us to make noise, but those of us that are making noise, we're making sure that our voices are heard. And so, um, but that's where we are with that. And um, so, let's see here. I am going to make sure that um, we are understanding what is happening with this market. And this may be a two-part uh, conversation because I really feel like Bitcoin is the new Renaissance. It provides us um, a quick opportunity over a long period of time, and I'm gonna say that again. It's a quick opportunity because it can be—you can get into it easy, quickly—for uh, a over the long term period of time and so it's not a get rich quick but we can quickly get ourselves in position to do what we need to do in this space Um, so bitcoin is a new renaissance so as you probably know or have heard listening to me we absolutely love this bear market we love the price as it is but most people consider a price decline of 50 percent or more um, a really bad bear market, and I don't think it's a bad bar ma- bear market at all. I love this time we're able to stack more Satoshis and get things going. But with Bitcoin trading just a little bit under 20000 it's roughly 71% down from its all-time high. The price of 70000 back in November 2021. Uh, the bear market confirmed... It is definitely confirming, and we know that we have been here before. Under this definition of a bear market, ladies and gentlemen, this is about the seventh time that Bitcoin has dropped, and so this gives us an opportunity to buy more. So um, I guess I'm saying all this because I've heard a couple of people, a couple of correspondents And a couple of questions asking, is Bitcoin dead? It's absolutely not. Should you be an investor that's concerned? I would say no. Have the fundamentals changed? Nope. Let's dig in. So when we come forward, we will talk about some of the things that we need to know, uh, some of the places that we need to be. Specifically tomorrow night at seven o'clock, uh, we're going to talk about that when we come forward, and then we're going to continue this conversation about Bitcoin. Is Bitcoin dead? This is KBLA Talk fifteen
1: eighty. Old money, old money, new money, new money. We've got you covered. Keep it locked to the midday money chain on KBLA Talk fifteen eighty. Let's get back to ahead of the crypto curve with Naja Roberts on KBLA KBLA Talk fifteen eighty.
0: All right, so answering the question is Bitcoin dead, and I get it. Bitcoin, sometimes people feel like it's boring during these crypto winters because there's no real excitement, just a whole lot of learning. And so uh, Bitcoin is not dead. And as an investor, you should not be concerned because the fundamentals have not changed. During price declines, Bitcoin critics like to take victory laps proclaiming that Bitcoin is dead. But according to, we call these funny websites, but according to bitcoinobituaries.com uh, media pundits like Paul Krugman and Nuriel Robinini claim that Bitcoin is dead and they've said it over 452 times in its 13 year history. And so, I don't want you to be concerned at all. There's so many things that we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about Krugman's prediction about the internet, the internet back in the 90s. And so, we're going to talk about that. We'll talk about that tomorrow. Um, But with that being said, we are going to make sure and ensure. That each and every one of you are tuning in tomorrow evening as we uh, listen to Dominique DePrima as she has a discussion on tomorrow, October 13th, from 7 to 9 p.m., to the second episode of our special series, The Agenda for America An African American Perspective. And it is executive produced by Tavis Smiley. And this week's conversation is the state of black youth in America. And so it is something that you must listen to. I don't care if you have nieces and nephews, or grandchildren, or great-grandchildren. This is a conversation that you must listen into. And I say this because our youth are changing the way they think is changing, the way they go to work is changing, the way they move is different and we need to know what's going on and keep a handle on uh, what's happening and, and just tap into their mindset so that we can be a better asset to helping them in the community. With that ladies and gentlemen when we come forward we'll do our daily dollar cost average Uh, But I also want to remind you all that we will be at the Taste of Soul. Several of the KBLA personalities will be at the Taste of Soul in the Wine and Beer Lounge. And uh, we look forward to meeting you on Saturday out there at a Taste of Soul. So when we come forward, this is KBLA Talk 1580.
1: Your link to the Midday Money Chain with Lynn Richardson and Naja Roberts exclusively on KBLA Talk 1580. Find a righteous rage and don't be afraid to say what you see for KBLA Talk 1580.
0: All right. Welcome forward. Welcome forward. I was just looking at a website and I wanted to make sure that those of you that are in and around Austin, Texas, on November the 13th, that you have your tickets for Afrotech. Uh, I will be speaking at Afrotech in Austin, Texas next month, and I'm excited about it, as always, and uh, am looking forward to making sure that we are getting the education that we need about this type of technology, the money technology that is taking over. And so I am, again, uh, uh, very, very excited about being at Afrotech. Um, Well, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to do our daily dollar cost average. And you know I say a DCA a day keeps poverty away. And so with that... I am taking out my Black Wall Street wallet. I am clicking on the purple circle at the bottom, and I am clicking Continue, and I am going to click on $6 designated to my KBLA Talk 1580 wallet. And I am doing one time, because I'm doing this in an effort to show how cheap bitcoin purchasing can actually be at six dollars and so now i am clicking on continue and voila i have purchased my bitcoin today at eighteen thousand nine hundred and ten dollars which means i got more satoshis today than i did yesterday and that's how you dollar cost average, that's how you get rid of some of the volatility, and that is how you stack Satoshis. And no matter what the price, up or down, you just are consistent every single day with the same amount or every single month or every single week, whatever it is that you're choosing to do, you just stay consistent with that and you're able to dollar cost average. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are going to continue to stack these Satoshis until the wheels fall off, in my opinion, (laughs) Um, but we're going to stack these Satoshis religiously until the beginning of April, and then we're going to see how much I've actually invested in, in my $6 a day, and where it has me financially as opposed to where it would have me if i had that money sitting in bank of america and so we're going to look at that and i'm excited about it because it it seems like we've only been doing this for a couple of months but we've really been doing it about six months so i'm excited to see but ladies and gentlemen as always thank you for rocking with me on ahead of the crypto curve we are making way for the dl hugley show And we know that DL is the truth and I totally enjoy his show. So please stay tuned. Thank you for rocking with the head of the crypto curve. And I'm your host, Naja Roberts on the unapologetically progressive KBLA talk 1580
1: KBLA 1580 Santa Monica.